Sometimes people don't want to hear the truth because they don't want their illusions destroyed. Friedrich Nietzsche Hello and welcome to Boundless Exposure. My name is Asia Crystal and today I'm going to be talking about something that might be pretty controversial and that's God. I'm going to be talking about God today. What I want to talk about is this kind of misconception that I believe a lot of people who are Christians, Catholics, any denomination within the two, or just anybody who believes in God in general, the God that brought Jesus to this earth, that's the God I'm talking about, the God that had a son named Jesus, that is the God that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about any other God. I don't know any other God. I am only informed about that God. So that's who I'm going to be talking about today. And just to give you a background, just so you don't think I'm just talking out of my ass, I did grow up going to church every Sunday. I grew up in church in a Christian, I believe apostolic church. I went with my family. I grew up with my mom, who is a devout Christian. And I grew up with her family who also go to church every Sunday. They pray, they do all these, you know, they're very deep into the Christian faith. And with that, I went to Catholic school my whole life, elementary, middle, high school, and now college. I do go to a Catholic college. Um, so that's kind of my background that I do have in Christianity, Catholicism, and, you know, things of that nature. And I believe that we got it all wrong. Oh, my God. We got, we got it all wrong. Like, I just really believe that we got it all wrong. So I'm going to start from the beginning. In the beginning, there was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning, he created Adam and Eve. So God made Adam, then he made Eve. He put them in the Garden of Eden and told them not to eat the fruit of this specific tree. Now, this tree was forbidden to them. They, I don't really believe that they knew why it was forbidden, but they knew that God told them, hey, don't eat from this tree, okay? You, have, you can have everything else in this garden, all the fruits you want, all the plants, and, and everything that's in this garden, you can have it, but just don't eat of this specific tree. Okay, Adam and Eve, they said, cool, they said, cool, we don't even need that tree, man. We don't even need that tree. At this time, before they ate of the tree, they were supposedly living without sin until they did sin. That sin was caused by a temptation, the temptation of a serpent who coerced them into eating of the tree, which was forbidden. A serpent that God purposely put in the Garden of Eden to tempt them, to test their faith, to test their obedience. And of course, God, he knows all, he knows everything. Of course, he knew that Adam and Eve would be coerced by this serpent and that they would eventually eat of this tree. God knows everything. He knew what was going to happen. God knew that they were going to be tempted by this serpent. And although he knew that, he still gave them the opportunity to roam free within the Garden of Eden. And once they stumbled upon this serpent, the serpent said, hey, 
hey, go eat it. Go go eat that fruit. That fruit real delicious over there. Whatever, go eat it. And so they did. And once they did, they they looked down at their bodies and they looked at each other's bodies and they noticed, hey, we're naked. We're just fully naked right now. And that's something that they did not realize before. They didn't realize that it was a bad thing before. They didn't realize that it was something to be covered up there. They didn't know that their body parts, their private parts were supposed to be covered up at that time. So once they ate up the tree, they're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna try to not curse. And by the way, I understand, listen, I know that this is right above me. I know, I know that. Um, that's just how my house is decorated. I tried to find another spot to record in. This is the best spot for me to record. And honestly, I like it up there. I feel like it's kind of ironic to the video and whatever. But so yeah, once they ate of the tree, they're like, hey, we're naked. Um, let's go, let's go cover up because this is not really cool, right? So they go and they start putting leaves on themselves and they start covering up their private parts. And then God comes down and he's like, first of all, who told you y'all was naked? Who told y'all y'all was naked? And then that's when, I guess, even though God already knew, that's when he kind of made the realization that, oh, so y'all, y'all was eating of this tree. Y'all was eating the fruit from this tree that I told you not to eat. And because of that, God said, you know, you're done. You're done. Because of this, you're going to have to suffer for the rest of your life. Okay? Eve, yeah, you're going to have a whole bunch of periods and trouble giving birth and it's going to be painful and all this stuff as a punishment for having sinned and went against him and eaten of the tree that God clearly said just don't eat of this tree he punished him with pain and suffering and he gave us the thought of evil because disobeying him was evil at that point original sin was created for everybody who came after them and for Adam and Eve. With original sin, we live in pain and suffering and that is why we have all the illnesses and criminals and you know, just all the bad things. That's the reason why that we have all the bad things that we do have on this earth, right? What I've learned from going to church was that there's no way to be relieved of this pain and suffering unless you give yourself over to God. Unless you're willing and that you do worship him and serve him and love him and just, you know, follow the Ten Commandments and follow what's in the Bible. That is what I've learned is the only way to get rid of your pain and suffering in the afterlife. So while you're here on earth, you're always going to go through pain and suffering. That's just how it is. That's just, that's how God made it to be. However, your soul would be restored if you were to do these things and be saved and have the spirit of the Holy Ghost within you. If you were to do these things on earth, although you're still going through the pain and suffering because you are still flesh, but if you were to do these things in the afterlife, when you die, you will have a paradise in heaven. That's what I've learned. That's the basis of everything that I've learned since, since I was a child, right? So now my problem comes in with this this concept of free will, right? So God says that he gives us free will to choose willingly if we want to serve him, if we want to do this, we want to do that. The whole reason why we're able to just do what we want on this earth is because of free will. You know, aside from the laws and stuff, I'm not talking about governments and all this, I'm just talking about God. But yeah, God and everybody who believes in God, 
emphasizes this concept of free will. And with free will, you have the choice to serve him, you have the choice to serve Buddha, you have the choice to be Hindu, whatever your religion is, you just have a choice to do and to serve whatever you want to. That is the concept of free will. So free will comes not without responsibility. Whatever you do in this life, whatever you choose to do, whatever you choose not to do, there's always a consequence for that action. You have consequences. You have responsibility. The consequence for not believing in him and not serving him on this earth and, you know, being all about God, the consequence for that is eternal suffering of your soul and death of your soul. If you were to not serve him on earth, now as you live, you will not have the opportunity to live in everlasting peace in heaven. That is kind of like the whole concept, I feel, of Christianity and of Catholicism. However, that to me does not sound like freedom at all. That doesn't sound like a God who is loving at all. I see that as a ploy that God or the people who have taught us about God and who have changed the Bible, um, I see that as them tricking us. And I believe God put us on this earth to experience himself in human form in a various amount of different ways. I know Jesus came down as the son of man and is God he is God in human form. I understand that. And I know that. But I feel like our purpose on this earth is to understand that we have God within us. From the moment we're born, we're born with the Spirit of God. And I believe that as we move on throughout this life and maneuver through this life, we are supposed to kind of gradually understand that if you don't immediately understand that but to gradually understand that and to live up to that potential and create and do things that that will honor that spirit of God within you you know creating love and being love and just whatever you do do it out of the kindness of your heart and do it out of love that's what I believe that is the purpose here that we all have on this earth However, this concept that church and the Bible gives us is, hey, you're, you're going to die. And if you die without serving God, you're going to hell. And that to me, that really doesn't sound like free will at all. That doesn't sound like something a God who is loving and all-knowing and righteous and pure. That doesn't sound like something that that type of God would do because that creates fear in our hearts. The fear of eternal suffering and the fear of going to hell, that kind of persuades us into, hey man, I better believe in God or else I'm gonna go to hell. And I believe that a lot of people who do believe in God and who follow his word and go to church every Sunday and you know follow the Ten Commandments, they're, of course they're doing it out of well I don't want to say of course um, most of them are doing it out of the love for God but a majority of them are doing it out of fear fear of eternal suffering and fear of hell 
And honestly, I feel like that's an aspect that every single Christian, Catholic, anybody who believes in God, God and Jesus, anybody who believes in that God, they have this fear, this fear that if I don't do this, I'm going to go to hell. And that doesn't cause them to not sin because, as I said, we are born with original sin, so we're going to sin either way. But it just kind of sways their decision making and causes them to go to church because of the fear of going to hell. They pray because of the fear of going to hell. They practice the Ten Commandments because of the fear of going to hell. Where there is fear, there is no freedom. Because if you fear something, you're allowing that to control you. And with control, there's no freedom. As you may know, I like to read. So I just got finished reading this book. Freedom by Osho. This is my first ever Osho book. And hey, hey, it's good, okay? It's good. And I just want to read something that I read in this book because it kind of coincides with what I'm talking about. And actually reading these two pages of this book is what prompted me to write down my notes on this topic. Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to read it word for word so that it's just not taken out of context. The biblical story says that God became annoyed with Adam and Eve and threw them out of the Garden of Eden. Into what? Where? If you ask me, this was a curse that was hiding the greatest freedom, the greatest blessing. Adam and Eve were let out of the prison, and that was the beginning of humanity. Now the whole sky and the whole earth was theirs, and it was up to them what to make of it. It is unfortunate that they have not been able to create a free world. Each nation has again become a walled prison, not even a walled garden. Christianity thinks that God punished man. My understanding and insight says that God may have thought he was punishing them, but the reality is that God is still imprisoned in that walled garden. And it is a blessing in disguise that he made man free. His intention was not good, but the result was the whole evolution of humankind. And if evolution is not going as fast as it should go, again, the priests of God of all religions are preventing it. I wrote down, the thing is, I don't think his intention was punishment at all, but rather freedom. And freedom is the biggest blessing. I don't think God's intention for kicking them out of the Garden of Eden and knowing that they would eat of the tree, I don't think his intention was punishment. I don't think original sin is punishment. Kicking Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden was, was an awakening. I think that was the first time that he said, hey, you're free. You are free. I'm kicking you out of here. You're free. You don't have to, you don't have to be enclosed in this space. You're free. You don't have to be obedient to me. You're free. You don't have to love me. You're free. You can do whatever you want to do. You're free. That's what I feel like his intention was because if you think about it, he created Adam and Eve to live in the Garden of Eden, and he told them not to eat of this tree. What was he expecting from them? He was expecting blind obedience. 
am I supposed to be obedient to you because you made me? That's like the same thing with parents. Parents will try to discipline their child and say, hey, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Eventually, they're going to be like, man, I'm going to do it. Like, I, I don't know. They're going to be like, the child is going to be like, I'm not going to listen to you just for the sake of listening to you. You have to give me a reason. You have to, you have to give me some type of, some type of understanding as to why I can't do this. You know what I mean? Or they have to experience it on their own. Did their parents say, hey, don't touch your stove? They go and touch the stove anyway and realize that it's hot. Hey, that's why my mom said don't touch the stove. They have to learn through experience and through understanding. So I feel that God's punishment of original sin and God's punishment of kicking them out of, out of the Garden of Eden, that was the first time that they were free. Because inside the Garden of Eden, there's no way that they could have been free. If Adam and Eve were to not have eaten of the tree at all, if they were to have followed that, their whole life would have been just that. It would have been, I'm just doing this because God told me to do it. They wouldn't have had the experience to know that if I do this, this is going to happen. And I strongly feel that... God's punishment is the first time that we were free. If they were to stick to that obedience and be obedient to him for the rest of their lives, what kind of free will is that? That's not free will. That's obedience. That's control. Right? And they would have just been following him and loving him just for the sake of doing that. However, once God kicked them out of the Garden of Eden and gave them original sin, that was the first time when they became conscious, when they're like, hey, I'm naked. Hey, my private parts are out. That's the first time when they're, they're kind of able to make their own decisions. Because even when they ate of the tree, that wasn't their own decision. That was a temptation. That was the serpent coming up to them and saying, hey, just eat this fruit over here. It's good. You know, they had to have that experience with the serpent in order to have every other experience that we have all had in this life. The experience of choice, the experience of living, the experience of willingly following God because we want to follow God, not following God because we're scared of him or following God because we know that obedience is the right thing. If we're doing things just strictly out of obedience and out of fear it's not coming from the heart it's not coming out of love it's just coming because you're scared it's just coming because i know i'm supposed to do this and that never works out it never does that is not free will and i had this conversation with my mom multiple times and i said that if that is the god who you serve and the god that i have been taught to serve and meant to serve that does not sound like a god who wants free will for everybody to have this to have this this threat of death and this threat of burning in hell forever and this threat of suffering forever a fear of the unknown of oh what's gonna happen when i die or fear that this worldly experience is all that we have because they have those fears that is making them 
or that's swaying them to, you know, do all the godly things and go to church and, you know, do all those things. That sounds like, like manipulation. That doesn't sound like freedom. That doesn't sound like, you know, that you're able to just freely move about in this world how you want to. And if that is the God that you say wants free will for all, that's not, that cannot be the same God that says, hey, you're going to hell if you don't do this. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Because I've been told that all that God wants is for you to freely serve him, the fear of eternal suffering of the soul does not allow for free choice to freely serve him. Many people only do so out of this fear and I feel like a lot of people who just do believe in that God, or really, I guess this can go for any God, but I, I don't want to say that because I, I, you know, I don't really know. I don't know about other religions, so don't quote me on that. But that fear, it's fear. It's controlling. It's manipulative. It doesn't allow for you to freely choose, hey, God, I'm coming to you out of the love in my heart because I feel you in my soul. Because I feel you as I walk throughout this earth. I'm coming to you to serve you, to love you, to worship you. Because I know that you are here with us. Because I know that you guide my movements. That doesn't sound like that. A lot of people only serve him because of that fear. I don't want this life to be the only thing I have. So I'm just going to serve him. That's what a lot of people do. And that's what I found that I was kind of doing with my faith. I'm not, okay, let me just say this. I'm not a devout Christian. I'm not a devout Catholic. I just, I've been taught these things. I've been conditioned to, you know, learn these things and go throughout life knowing these things. But I am in no way like a devout religious person. I would say I'm more spiritual, but I do pray. I do pray. I do. I read the Bible. I do the things that I feel will expand my knowledge of God and my knowledge about this life and my mind and my soul that's what I do yeah thing that's done in fear is not done with free will because if you fear something it's controlling you and if you fear something and you're controlled by something that's slavery slavery of the mind slavery of the soul slavery of the body these things happen okay like when you go to jail, your body is enslaved and that fear that has been put in your hearts by the teachings of what God is and what he will do if you don't follow him and if you don't worship him, that fear is slavery. Whatever is done in fear is not freedom. Whatever is done in fear is not of your own free will. Whatever is done in fear is not a choice that you came up with. And I believe God doesn't want slaves. He does not want slaves. He doesn't want slaves who will just follow him just for the sake of following him. He doesn't want people who follow him just because they're scared of going to hell. He wants people to follow him and to love him and to worship him because they understand that he is God. Because they understand that, hey, he's the one that made this whole thing. He's the one that made me. He's the one that allows me to talk right now and 
to be who I am right now. He's the one that allowed me to live in this apartment. He's the one that allowed me to walk about freely in my in my day to day. He doesn't want people who are slaves who are following him just because of the fear of going to hell or the eternal suffering and pain and so you know, he doesn't want that. All that I have learned about God and that I have been conditioned about God just by going to church, through Catholic school, through my friends and family, I believe that is a misconception. It's all a misconception. And maybe the Bible, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, I hope it ain't true, but I want to say it. Um, maybe the Bible is taken a little bit too literally. Hey, hey. Maybe it's taken a little bit too literally. Maybe our religious books and sanctuaries have kind of tweaked tweaked God's purpose and tweaked it so that you know more people would follow him but if you're telling me that God is loving and all-knowing and powerful and righteous and and he wants the best for all and you're also perpetuating this idea that if you don't follow him you're gonna go to hell don't perpetuate God as loving at all. That's my whole thing. If you're going to tell me that if I don't pray, if I don't follow the commandments, if I don't go to church every Sunday, I'm going to hell. Don't tell me God is loving. Don't tell me that also. Don't, you can't say that in the same breath. Because if you're trying to put this fear in me that if I don't do something, bad things are going to happen, and you're also saying that God wants free will. How are you saying fear and free will in the same breath? That doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. Anything that's done in fear is not done of your own free will because if that's what you choose, you're doing it because you're scared. You're doing it because you're scared. And if you're doing something because you're scared, you're only doing it out of that fear. You're not really doing it out of love. You can't do something out of fear and do something out of love at the same time. Fear and love are like, they're like complete opposites. So you can't tell me that I'm, I'm going to pray and worship God and go to church every Sunday and just, you know, live that kind of life because I don't want to go to hell. And then say, yeah, do it because you love him. That does not make, that don't make a lick of sense. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, that don't make a lick of sense. I know a lot of people see original sin as a burden, but I believe that God is always working in our favor. I believe that everything that he's done for us, that he's done to us, that he's done around us, it's always for our benefit. So him kicking Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden, that was for their benefit. Because if, like, this is the same thing. If you're perpetuating this idea of a loving God, you cannot say that he's doing stuff to punish. Okay, so this is the thing. I feel like a lot of people on this earth feel that God is akin to us. That he kind of thinks like how we think and does what we do. He is like on a whole totally different level that we can't even understand. It's on a totally different level and mind state and 
just being that we can even understand. So you saying that God is loving, but also saying that he punishes people, it doesn't go hand in hand. I'm sorry, it doesn't. Let's just think about it in human terms. If you're a being that does everything out of love, everything that you do would be out of love. So you won't even have the capability to punish, right? Because you're doing it out of love. Love is one of the strongest emotions and strongest feelings that if you do something that is just this much of its opposite, it's not love. That's how strong love is. And I think we forget sometimes that God is not like us. He is a God. He made everything that you see. He made you from his breath. He made you from his breath. He just said, Adam. And Adam was there. And Adam was there. He's, he's just that magnificent where if you are perpetuating this idea of a loving and truthful and righteous and all-knowing God, you cannot say that he's also a God that that's going to punish. You can't say that. God does everything to work in our favor. Him kicking Adam and Eve out of the out of the Garden of Eden was in their favor. Once they ate of the tree, they were made conscious. Without eating of the tree, they would have just been little robots just following God, God's every word and every whim. You know what I mean? They're NPCs. That's what that would have been. He's putting in the programming. Don't do this. Don't do that. You can do this. You can do that. That would have been their life. That would have been their life. So with, with Adam and Eve eating of the tree, that was an awakening. That was an awakening. Not only for them, but for us. Because that allowed us to see that you can do whatever you want to do. You will have that freedom to do whatever you want to do. Just don't do it out of fear. Because if you do it out of fear, that's control. That's slavery. And you don't want to be a slave. Do what you want to do out of love. If you're praying to God, don't do it out of fear because you might go to hell if you don't. Do it out of the love for God. If you're going to go to church every Sunday, don't do it because that's what your pastor says to do. Don't do it because that's what the Bible says to do. Don't do it because you're scared of going to hell. Do it because you want to do it and because you love God that much that you want to go to church every Sunday. If you want to follow the Ten Commandments, don't do it out of fear. Don't do that. Do it because you love God. So, yeah. To end it off, I want to end with something that I wrote on... I wrote this, I wrote this on November 26, 2020. It's called There Is No Peace. No peace ever. You constantly have to work and work and work to little avail. Not only emotionally, but spiritually. You have to work to be good, to serve God, a being that we don't even know for sure is real. And what if he is? Then if you didn't work enough during your lifetime to please him, then you go to hell? A place where there is, again, no peace. Why can't I just be? Be fully myself without the need for this constant work to be happy and to be free. 
There is no such thing as free. We have to show up for everything. Death doesn't even solve this. Who made it this way? Okay, then what if God is real and you work to be good your whole life? You make it to heaven, then what? It's all the same. Because we are inherently evil, original sin, we still have to fight to do good. There isn't even peace there. Um, I wrote this... <laughs> I wrote this when I was very naive and I didn't have the thoughts that I do now. So I don't agree with really a lot of stuff that is written on here. But what I do agree with is, and what if he is? And then if you didn't work enough during your lifetime to please him, then you go to hell. A place where there is, again, no peace. I would say maybe don't live your life to please anybody even god live your life out of love because you love god and if you do that there's no way that you can fail it's mama why would god punish us for something that he has bestowed on us. I just find the whole thing to be crazy. My goodness gracious.